Welcome to Emo Social Club Podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're being soft as tight. We're being soft as tight. Especially because we're here at the Sip of Hope Cafe in Logan Square. Yes, yes, we are at Sip of Hope, the world's first coffee shop where 100% of the proceeds support proactive suicide prevention and mental health education. And that's Johnny, you're hearing, <laughs> the owner of Sip of Hope and uh, founder of Hope, Hope for, for the, the Day. Day. Yeah. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> I pay the bills and I give a shit. Yeah, I get it. <laughs> it's a very it. wild concept in here oh. in these parts, you know. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, it's something that's needed and it's something that people are, you know, interacting with every day. And you combine things like coffee and conversation, and that's just like I think the essence of community, which is like what was like the you know the origin of what coffee shops were. You know, it was like a communal place mm -hmm. of oh, yeah. coming together and kicking it. Even though I'm drinking some. Sparkling water right now? I mean, <laughs> sparkling water is where it's at. <sighs> it's really at, like, the mineral water. We have Topo Chico here. Mm. Ooh. Uh, I wake up at 5.30, and I do, uh, like, an hour and a half of, like, me time before I open myself up to the world. And then uh, that involves, like, yoga, some just, you know, breathing, some push-ups, and just, like, some, like, mental, like, stability and, like, reconfiguring everything, you know? And then I open up my email and... I'm off to the races, and before you know it, it's like 10 o'clock at night, and I'm snuggling my, my iPhone back in bed, <laughs> answering more emails, but it's all good. There you go. I mean, you got a system, because you have something that's going to keep your mind kind of well-adjusted, and yeah. so you're not overwhelming yourself, and Absolutely. I feel like that's a big thing for like Hope for the Day, is also educating on people how to make yeah. sure that well, they're a little bit... Uh, you know, yeah, absolutely, you know, and I think it's so funny, because um, I get a lot, I get asked a lot, so like, you work with like pop punk bands, like why and i was like i don't know like because they're my friends and like it's one of many you know you know communities that we should uh be talking to and they're like yeah but like how do you deal with like all the sad people i said well you know what i don't tell them to be happy because like fuck what hallmark has told us like it's not the pursuit of happiness happiness is defined by however you want to define it but it's really about balance and for me like if i'm not balanced i'm i'm no good and it's just like a simple thing it's like you're not going to be able to be helpful to anyone else if you're not helpful to yourself you can't love another person unless you love yourself as cliche that sounds but it's really so it has to be for real yeah, no absolutely i'm like that i'm the first person that jumped into that, that yeah. like oh I'm yeah we're all on the same page though yeah. with that. no and, and if we're in the hope for the day office all of our staff would be like rupaul's drag race yeah wow. <laughs> amazing no, yeah seriously i felt like this summer on work tour it was either we were watching bachelorette or rupaul drags race wow. like even like yeah no it's great i mean <laughs> Mondays were self care Mondays. Your boy always had a uh, a mask on, you know, like nice. my, my charcoal mask. Oh man, nice. Yeah, you yeah. don't really think about anyone doing that on Warp Tour. I guess. <laughs> you would think. I mean, then, I feel like you got to treat yourself on Warp Tour because it's like Warp you're like tour. not showering every day. Well, you get a shower. Yeah. See? <laughs> this is where being a veteran of touring yeah. uh, really has made me go. All right, this is what I need, and it's like really the bare bones, but it's just like the simple necessities. And I think that like we just neglect those things in general because like we live in America, and like we're literally talking about first world problems all the time. Where there are people that are in you know different parts of the world right now that can't even fucking drink clean water, right? You know, so it's like you take it, you take that, but it's also just like you know being in a mindset that like despite what else is going around you, you're still making sure you're taking care of yourself. Now, uh, as the you know founder of Hope for the Day, I've had a busy seven years since I first started the organization because I literally started this thing out of an idea that I just had 
like to do something about the amount of people that I was losing personally to suicide, but like it was really about um, like understanding that like if I was going to do this, it was going to require a lot of work and I can't burn myself out. I can't, you know, so it's like really to me, I tell people I don't take days off. I take hours off every day. Mm. And that's just about by understanding your process. You know, I, I really uh, was amazed one day when I read this thing about, do you understand your process and why you do things? And then I really started understanding how quickly uh, we easily give up our time every day and we, we waste it. I've just really tried to understand because we're getting busier and busier by the day. Right. And, um, you know, we, we've done amazing things with, with people like Kevin Lyman from Warp Tour, but it's like I need to kind of be able to be everything and everywhere. And you just can't do that if you're running your body, you know, into the ground. Yeah. So it's like I turned 33 in, in July and I was like, I'm going to start going to bed a little early <laughs> where five years ago I was like, I will go to bed when I'm whatever, who gives a shit, you know? Um, but it's all about like creating that balance in your life and the little things, you know? So I don't know. It's just important. You know, it's the same thing. Like why I got into yoga is cause like my body was aching and I was like, what the fuck is this? How do I do this without like <laughs> having to ask like a chiropractor to like yeah. crack my back or something like that, you know? But it's just understanding like why you do everything. And it's super, super important because if you don't do that, no one's going to look out for yourself. And then eventually you're going to be like, what the fuck? I have no time for myself, especially if you work hard as fuck. Like whether you work for yourself or work for someone else, you like hustle your ass off and, and, and work for it. But at the same time, like know that you got to create that balance. And like one thing I hate is like, everyone's like, just be happy. I'm like, no, fuck that. Like I started this organization, just create balance and realize that if you're from the Midwest, no one enjoys, right? You know, going down, going down like a straight, fucking dirt country road in the middle of fucking nowhere with cornfields everywhere. Like, give me some hills or something. Yeah. And, and like we, I think it's also cause like our society has not told us that like you'll have good days and bad days. Uh, we weren't raised hearing that. So it's like the more that you like own your, what you're doing, the more you can actually like be like, okay, I have access and I have the ability to do X, Y, and Z now that I've taken care of myself. You know, it's like every morning, if you got to take a pill, just take the fucking pill and keep going. Don't let it beat yourself up and don't like beat yourself up like saying, oh, I'm fucked up because I have to take a pill. It's like they're there for a reason. And I'm grateful that my parents were like, yo, like you don't need to do this. But if if it is an option, like do it, you know, utilize it as a tool and like realize it won't be there forever. But like get past it because you're better off with it, you know? Yeah. Despite the side effects, they're all fucking scary. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, I'm like, why would anyone take it? But hey, at the end of the day. They do help people, and like you should never feel ashamed for taking right. them. How do you take your coffee? Black. I uh, I like everything. Do you? Babe? We were talking like when we came in here. Lizzie and I both worked as baristas. Yeah. Uh, well, I worked at Starbucks, so I wouldn't. I was a barista for six years at various locations. But um, I mean, I as a barista so too, like I mean, I was one of the top, like the head baristas because I was a coffee master at Starbucks. So. I, I made a lot of really cool like regulars and I actually started my first career when I was 17. I'm 23 now and I worked at Caribou Coffee, Rip Caribou Coffee. And you know, there I still are Caribou there Coffees. There are, just not here. I saw one in Denver in the airport when I was there two weeks ago. I saw one when I went down to Atlanta to go to Shaky Knees and I was like crying. I'm like, I miss you. <laughs> But I've had like regulars who have like followed me from when I was at Caribou all the way to the end when I finished up at Pete's Coffee for like six years straight. And it's always really cool because you always meet so many people or like they tell you their stories in right. their life. 
And I mean, I've also encountered a lot of like really heavier stuff too, where I'm like, I'm not sure what to say. It's every single day here at Sip of Hope. Right. And I know here that you guys actually give training to the baristas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the whole thing about Hope for the Day is that when I started the organization, I really wanted to focus on like where our place was in the mental health community. And I say mental health community because like I tried to tell everyone we got to work together. That's why it literally says above us, we're in this together because it's like it takes a community to make the movement that we really need. And um, as you know, we've worked with so many great organizations. Unfortunately, it stops because of someone else's agenda or, you know, like, oh, hey, like we have this campaign and we only want to push this. Where I'm like, yeah, that's fine. You're like if your campaign, that's like, do your thing. But like, what's your mission? Right. And for me, I took a year and a half to kind of like really dive into like an R&D phase after I started the organization to understand like, really, where could we have a place that would be beneficial to everyone else. And uh, I realized that that was just starting the conversation. Um, but then also that meant that we'd have to meet people on the front lines and we would have to kind of meet them where they're at and know where we expect them to be. So it's like, we just decided to like, all right, how do we, how do we utilize music? How do we use, you know, utilize the arts? How do we utilize health, wellness, coffee, whatever the hell it was. Um, so when we started working dark matter coffee and we, we decided to do sip of hope as it's our own blend, it was like that was the first part of the conversation, right? We were giving the resources, we were putting it on a bag, and it was a starting starting the conversation. Mm -hmm. And then, lo and behold, I had this wild hair up my ass, and I was like, "Well, no one wants to fund mental health the right way, and I can't wait for them." So, like, we have to be proactive because that's part of our mission. So, I literally hit dark matter up, and I was like, "Can we open up a coffee shop?" And they're like, "Sure, go ahead. <laughs> this is how you do it. Nice. And uh, <laughs> just let us know where you need help, and just don't fuck it up." And um, <laughs> You know, it's because, like I said early, like the origin of coffee shops were a, a communal place to meet and, and, right, and talk. Right, during the Enlightenment period. Yeah. No, yeah. Before there were cell phones, the whole thing about like this coffee shop was like, well, I want people to be able to like have conversations, get great cups of coffee, but just know that if they also need resources, we can provide that. And when we shot with the Today Show uh, recently, they were like, tell us where we're at. I'm like, you're in a coffee shop. They're like, no, tell us like where we're at. I'm like, you're in a coffee shop. Don't get it twisted. It just has a couple little layers to it. There's a social enterprise layer. There's like a dual partnership between two two amazing Chicago companies. I, I like to call our company amazing. But, uh, you know, it's just like this is us working together for the greater good of the community. And it went back to like where I wanted like the organization to overall be in the first place was just like starting the conversations and being there and raising the visibility of all the mm -hmm. resources. Because... When we're scared of having that conversation, um, obviously, we know how to get into our minds. And the last thing you want to do is actually admit that you need help. Um, and then from admitting it and then getting that help, that's a whole process, you know? So we figured if I could just train the baristas here in one of the education programs that we have, then they'd be equipped with it, right? Right. But I also re realized that us as an organization, we had the opportunity to not only start the conversation, raise the visibility resources, but also bring education in. Because I'm a firm believer that we need to be properly educated on things because we live in a, in a world where fake news is real news. Uh, and, and, and so many people, you know, I don't know how many people called yesterday, which was World Suicide Prevention Day, National Suicide Awareness Day. And it's like, oh, my God. And I, I appreciate it. It's just like people do your fucking homework. Right. You know, like the simplicity of that is so it's like even some of our partners. I was like, come on, like, come on, guys. Like, I put this in front of you. You know, I know. But it's like. I'm realizing that still we're in this great place in the world, but we still need to be educating people. So we offer actually education across the street from Sip of Hope uh, once a month for free at the Logan Square Chicago Public Library. 
And we either offer a one-hour variant or a four-hour variant. But at the end of the day, it goes from the the who, what, where, when, why about mental health to how to take action. And then we have an eight-hour course, which is like CPR for mental health. Like, okay. I mean, it's all cool because like that's mental health first aid, and that's what all the baristas are trained in. So literally, like, I don't believe that we should um, be living living in the society where people are telling you what you have right and i don't like i'm never here to diagnose people i'm just like hey like you need help like that's fine like let's get you that help but we're not going to be here and like tell you you have to go take a pill you don't have to do that like right and, and our theory at hope for the day is like there's no wrong door for getting the help that you need it's just getting that first step is getting you there and then second is allowing you to articulate and, and speak your mind on what you need um because we also are dealing with like this generational gap uh between like our parents and our grandparents you know where like it went from like boys don't cry and like you know toughen up pussy yeah. to um you know oh you want to talk about your feelings well you can't talk about that here to now oh you're going through something and then everyone just starts throwing these ideas at you like well what about this what about this what about this and it's like well hold on one second if you just took a second to understand what you needed and you could articulate that then that cuts out so much of, and you also of the guessing have game. to know that there are people who you know some things work right. for other people some things right. don't no absolutely and there's no wrong door and i tell people even if you go into a counselor and it didn't work out the first time Go until you fucking are blue in your face and you find the right counselor for you. And you, you know the cool thing is? Counselors even echo that message too. I've had so many counselors like, hey, if I'm not the right fit for you, that's fine. <clears throat> like, that's beautiful. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that like you should stop here. We want to encourage you to keep going. And if we can be that help to even help you get to that next point, that's, that's great. But here it's like with a cup of coffee, we literally crack you know, the silence every single day. Uh, and let people know that if they're struggling, they can talk about it. If they know someone that's you know not here that is struggling, they can talk about it. They can get help for them. Um, but at the end of the day, we are so much stronger together. And the more we talk about mental health and suicide, the more we realize that we're not you know alone and crazy, insane. We're just human beings, you know, going through a thing called life. And it's because we have brains, <laughs> <laughs> and we all eat, sleep, shit, and cry. <laughs> uh. So you were on Warped Tour this summer, right? Our fifth year in a row with, with the old Warped Tour. And uh, it's amazing. We accomplished a lot in five years. Um, distributed over 250,000 resources. Um, I, you know, I gave over 1,200 speeches. Um, that literally, I remember last year uh, being in Arizona while everyone's like, you can't land airplanes here. It's too hot. And I'm like, I'm drinking throat coat because I can't talk right now. I blew, <laughs> I blew my voice out. And then the next day I'm in Arizona and there's dust everywhere. And my, now I'm like, I feel like I'm just like chugging chalk, you know, like it just sucked. But uh, it's been amazing. It really um, was something that we created uh, out of the passion that Kevin Lyman has for the music scene and um i just I, i'll never forget it was Jan january 7th uh 2014 i had a conference call with kevin lyman about this and he's like all right we're gonna go over everything and get you on board and i was like all right cool and uh and he told me how much it would be and i was just like yeah yeah i was saying yes to everything that was my mo i was like yeah we're gonna say act yes action before dollar always uh lo and behold when I hung up the phone with him we only had 400 dollars in the bank and I was, I was like send me the contract let's go and i, and I like I was like, holy shit, what do we do? And then like a month later, I told my board of directors, I was like, so we, we got the money for a work tour and I just greenlit, we're going to start going to Europe too the same year. Um, but you know, my background in the music industry allowed me to have these connections. So I was like, how do I grab what I can while with like no money, right. you know? Uh, and music was one of those many things, just like coffee uh, that bring people together because uh, that was my whole background. And 
I was like, well, uh, fuck it, let's let's do this. And um, I don't know, Warp Tour for me was something amazingly special because we were the only charity in history to speak from stage. Uh, we're the only charity I think that is, you know, realizes that Warp Tour was our basement and not our ceiling. Um, <laughs> Hmm. And uh, That's interesting. Yeah. I told that to Kevin that on the very first day. I was like, I promise you, man. I'm like, we're here until the end of this. But I'll tell you that, like, if we're doing our jobs right, Warp Tour will always be my basement, my foundation. It'll just never be like where I end it. You know, I never like say like, this is how big we can go. And that's like amazing because we've grown partnerships with Live Nation and right. we do this work all around the world. We're active in 28 countries through you know touring outreach. So it's like it's amazing that we have these opportunities now um, after Warp Tour has you know made its final lap yeah. uh we know like the plans for like what's happening in the future with it and that's really cool and we're we're all about that but at the same time now we have an obligation to keep nurturing the warp tour scene but also continuously growing and you know with our partnership with live nation we've had access to country rock hip-hop i mean literally we did outreach at post malone it was great oh my god um, you know and it's because you, you guys have a partnership with uh northern island I, I saw your booth yeah. there for like yeah, every yeah. show i went to there yeah like, no absolutely booth. so that's part of that's part of the uh the groundwork for our live nation partnership um and it's something that we're really looking at how we build scalability um across the country right now and get more foot soldiers out there because when i started the organization i just wanted to like help other people and this is nothing about me um, you'll never have like any like godlike complex. Um, I, I think other than my ex girlfriend who hated the fact that I, I ran this organization, I think everyone can agree that it, like I'm very very humble in the fact that like I don't take credit for any of this. Uh, other than I got pissed drunk one night and I was upset and I filed you know with CyberDrive Illinois like a business and I woke up and I was like, oh, what's a five hundred one c three now? What do I, have to do? <laughs> like, I, oh. I literally went out and bought nonprofits for dummies and it sits on my desk still to this day because huh. I was just like, well. We're gonna see how this goes. Yeah, you know, and I just kept throwing shit at the wall. And the more that we talked about things, the more people wanted to talk about it too. And I just realized that if we can like build this opportunity for people to be equipped and empowered and educated, then it's like really the train, the train, the model. And like, which means like you just regurgitate everything that I say and we say as an organization in your community and you're doing what is needed instead of just waiting for suicide uh, to impact your life right. uh, or your community. Because I'll tell you what, not a lot of people, like, not lot, because of society and stigma, people don't like having this conversation, but you really don't like it when you, all of a sudden you become part of that stat. Yeah. That's when you start actually giving a shit because you think, oh, this will never happen to me or anything. And then all of a sudden it's, whether it's the kid down the street or the, the, the father down the street or someone in your own family. I mean, I've lost 16 people to suicide and I can't be the only fucking person. Right. And I just led with that mentality. But I always said, all right, cool. This is our boundary. This is what we do. We advocate and we push these things. But on top of that, we're a connector to the community because I can't be everywhere every day. You know, I know we were talking about that. You just want someone to care, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but at the end of the day, our job is to showcase, like, if you look in the foyer, they're like, None of that shit that we see right there says hope for the day. Those are all of our partners. Those are great resources that we put into the community. And that's cool because like, that's what we're supposed to do instead of be like, it's my agenda or anything like that. So I like rinsing the mental health community at like some of these big industry conferences. I get up there and I say fuck like a hundred times and I tell them <laughs> that we're in this together. And I literally tell them that it's a shame that they all have their own you know, objectives when we're supposed to be working together. And the more of like a linear approach we can bring to this, 
We're going to be able to support the direct services. We're going to be able to support the survivors. We're going to support more opportunities, but we're also going to allow like the overall conversation to be so much easier to be had. Um, that's really important. Yeah. You know, whether you get there through coffee, music, you know, a nice plate of food that we work with mission star chefs, like whatever it is, like we want to meet people where they're at. And I, that's also like why we proactively work with the alcohol industry. Cause I was like, all my friends are brewers, just like all my friends were in bands. And I was like, let me just utilize your platform. Let's work together and educate your consumers and your audience, or your fans, you know? Yeah. Why not? What the fuck else are we going to do today? <laughs> you know? I, think, I think that's really cool because you have this mentality of we versus I, which is a huge, huge issue. I feel yeah. in like pretty much any industry, because even if you're like, we are doing this podcast instead of like, I'm doing this podcast today. It's like we, we are a group. We are a yeah. team. We are doing this. And I feel like that translates over and it's, it's supposed to be something that you all work together yeah. to, you know, make something happen and give more education yeah. and prevent suicide from happening. Like it, it's a great, good team work effort yeah. basically. Instead of just, I'm just here and being like, Hey, what's up? I did no, this yeah. all on my own. It's like, no, you did not. No, Why no, are no. you lying? I, uh, I, and I, I, don't, I don't like that at all. Cause like for me, um, this organization is supposed to be around a lot longer than my, my final breath. And I think that people forget that they're going to die one day or they're like, oh yeah, well, like when I'm older, it's like, well, motherfucker, eh? you know, like, yeah. <laughs> that can happen tomorrow. We live in the city of Chicago. Unfortunately, yeah. people get, you know, shot or caught up in the wrong situations and that's unfortunate. But like, where I always say you keep talking, they'll, you know, they'll keep, you know, following what you're doing, exactly. you know, and, and at the same time, like, it's us who, like, if we're going to keep talking, we got to keep walking. And if we just stop to be like, well, is this okay? Is this okay? It's like, you're, you're going to like lost on that where a lot of why I feel we're very successful as an organization is because like our core values are so important to me and the organization. But really, I just tell everyone, be forward, be honest, be blunt, and, and just honestly, like, Ask for forgiveness than permission. <laughs> and you'll get a lot further uh, in life. Um, exactly. But it's also like, Love we, that. Well, it's also like, we don't want to fuck up, right? But it's like, there's so much beauty in falling down and getting back up. Mm -hmm. And it's about learning. And that's why education is key, even though I was the worst fucking student in school. <laughs> and I blame that on the, on the education system, not my brain. <laughs> there you go. Seriously. Uh, exactly. No, like the way that some, you know, institutions and like you know school districts even right. the way that they do it it's just it doesn't work for everyone no 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 absolutely or they completely isolate some kids depending on like if they have like a learning disability or something right. which they threw me in bd classes in high school and i was like uh no that's not the issue not today no i just don't give a shit about getting you any you know wards of excellent education because i feel that that's i feel that that's like the last thing that's happening here uh what's and it's so funny my dean met up with me after I graduated college and um, I started the organization and he was like, yo, I am so sorry about your high school education. And I said, why? He goes, cause they fucked you over, man. They, they, he's like, they wanted to, they, they, they wanted to fuck everyone over. That wasn't part of their, their like, you know, vision. And I was like, no, yeah, whatever. It's like, we're like, here now. Yeah. I'm yeah. like, it's cool. I'm like I, I, thanks. Like I, I, I value those things. Where I think if everything was so pillowed and perfect in our lives, we wouldn't be able to understand or like appreciate the hard times that we've gone through, right. you know. And that's something that my family and I like really, really value. Um, and and then it, and it transpires into the organization. It's like we have to have a hard conversations sometimes, and like it's hard when you know your your eyes on the prize and you want to go 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 go. But it's like you also have to practice what you preach, especially in a mental health organization. Um, so I try to really build that balance, but at the same time, like say work. 
you know, smarter, not harder. And, you know, ask for help. And if you need to take a day off, do it. You know, but just, like, understand <clears throat> that, like, it's important that you you do what you feel is right. Right. And you be honest. Because the moment you get hesitant is the moment we fuck everything up. So, like, literally, if I can't answer, if I can't make a decision in five seconds, it's not even worth thinking about them. Seriously, it's like, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you know, honesty is key. And I know that it's so hard to be honest with ourselves, more or less like our parents, you know, because like authority, right? Right. And I tried to tell kids like, yo, your parents are sick. Even if you're like, if you had a shit childhood, like learn to get through that because like eventually it's going to be the reverse role. Yeah. And my parents are, you know, my mom, my mom is 67 now uh, as of last week. Happy birthday. Oh. And my dad is 61. My mom's a cradle robber. Um, <laughs> Look nice. at her. Oh, yeah. She's from Wisconsin. You don't, you don't mess Ooh. with her. Uh, but, you know, they just, you know, really have become, um, they're, they're a part of my everyday life, you know, and like I value that because I know one day they're not going to be here. Um, but also, I'm trying to be as helpful as I can now because for the last 33 years, they have they haven't wiped my ass the whole way. But but they definitely they definitely they, helped they have, you a they lot. They've definitely supplied the toilet paper. <laughs> you know? uh, but I think that that's just a beautiful thing. And I tell people like if you if there's beef at home, go squash it. You know, and like be the better person because you never know what your parents are going through. Right. But the more you open up and you ask them, the more they're going to be open with it too. And we have to give our parents grace because. Uh, whether we like it or not, there's no app. Uh, we can't drop ship anything like, you know, for our mental health or like hard times. Yeah. There's not one book that, you know, the guide to parenting. You should kick whoever wrote that book. A <laughs> fucking dick. You're like, you fucking liar. Almost, like everyone who's like soon to be parents and they have six parenting books. Like at that, I don't know how that's going to help you, I guess. But no, you know, absolutely. Like, a- absolutely. You know, and like we're all just going through like different things at different times. And it's like this chemical imbalance too, right? Like that's yeah. really where a lot of this is caused. But so for me, I'm just like so fascinated by like, how do you create honest, pure conversations where like everything is just out on the table and uh, you learn from it. Right. And I think that's like the coolest thing about like growing up. And if you don't have that, I challenge you to have that. And if you don't have parents in your life, like find people that can be that support. Um, I'm fascinated by like so many things. And like, I, I look for mentors all the time and I'm, I'm constantly trying to like, just learn how to improve myself as a human being. It's like in, with anything in life, like you should do a little bit of research. And if you can get that research done by your parents, like it's just about how we communicate that, you know, and if we can find that solidarity uh, in music, find that. But also like, know that you can walk into your house and have a conversation with your parents and they're not going to beat your ass. They're not going to fuck you up or anything like that. They're going to like, they may be like, are you okay? What are you doing? Whoa, stop that. Exactly. But they're going to be like, let's talk about how you stop that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Absolutely. And that's like, I think that's the key to everything. I, I've found people aren't always, a lot of people don't talk about themselves considering like what you were saying about how like you're in your phone all day and it's all about me, 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 what you want and what you need at that time. I feel like people, aren't terribly great at communicating about themselves when they really need to like dive into it. Right. You're like, I need to tell you something about myself. And you say, Oh, tell me about this. And they're like, I don't, they can't, they can't communicate what's happening inside of them right, so right. easily. They're like, fuck, where's that emoji? Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the other issue is, is that there are a lot of people who are also like, like they'll be verbal about like their accomplishments and then other people put them down and try to one-up them and be like, but I did better than this. Why are you bragging? Why? And it's like, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm excited I did this. Like, what do you I want think from me, my friend? Like we're, we're in a way trained... At- people talk about themselves. Yeah. And like in America, it's like, we do talk about our accomplishments. We talk about that... Like, when do you just finally get to a point where you're like, I'm 
not as good as you, but that's okay. And yeah, like, and I'm content. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, I was out at a convention where it was like kids want to get in the music industry and they want to do this, that, the other. And I, I, my whole, my whole lesson was like, you know, the many hats that I've worn because, uh-huh. you know, concert promoter to, you know, talent buyer to artist manager to like part-time you know counselor for bands to uh you know to just like being behind the scenes and just like learning how to adapt to men and go 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 you know like from running like vendors on festivals to being you know the guy who pays the bands and all that stuff i was like oh like i loved all these things you know and i took advantage of these opportunities but people just don't do that you know and it's like they don't know how to like like get past like this wall it's like well i want to be an astronaut it's like well if you don't make it to space you know, what are you going to do? Yeah. You're just going to eat like that fake food that we, like they sell like space food at the fucking <laughs> museum. Yeah. Or are you going to do something about it? Are you going like, to find your way into that? And for me, like I fought for where I wanted to be. And then when I got there, I was like, I fucking hate this because I just thought it was so shallow, you know? And I was just like, I wasn't serving myself uh, like spiritually or like, you know, mentally at all. I was like, I'm making money for other people. They don't value me. Like it's like really shitty situation. Because there's gonna be roadblocks, there's gonna be pieces of shit that get in your way. But at the same time, like you can either allow that to be like the thing that hits the brakes, or you can be like, mm, you know what, I I deserve better, right. and I'm gonna go yeah. around this because I want to. But you never want to burn a bridge. You never want to talk too much shit because you know what, that door always swings back open, oh, and sometimes yeah. when it swings and hits you in the <laughs> asshole, <laughs> absolutely. But you know what, people also. Um, gravitate towards things that they see others are doing. Mm-hmm. So if you're just like, well, I'm just doing me. I'm just doing me. You know, like, I feel like there's a song. Somebody, it's like, you know, like, you just keep doing that and you keep moving forward. People are going to gravitate with you, you know? And the ones that are, are not supposed to be there, they're going to they're gonna take, they're going to get away from you. But then they're eventually going to, like, show up one day and be like, hey, like, what you're doing is really cool. And, right. like, for me, I go, yeah, that's great. You want to be a part of it? Because everyone's welcome. Like, it doesn't matter. Because at the end of the day, in our, in our line of work, you know, we have to let people know that suicide and mental health do not discriminate, does not give a shit where you come from, who your parents are, how much money you have, how much money you don't have. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the reality. This is a scary thing. And, like, we just all walk this earth, you know, scared to talk about this shit. But it starts with the communication line, really. But it starts with knowing that you deserve to be somewhere else in your life. And that if you need to get there, you need to walk over whatever or whoever it is to get there. But if you're going to be a dickhead while doing that and only look out for yourself, guess what? You're going to take one step and fall through the floor. Yeah. And that's, uh, I've, I've seen it happen a lot. And I'm sorry, but I'm there also to help people get back up. Because at the end of the day, I'm not here to like be like, ha, 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 Right, and laugh at them for falling on their face. It's like, yeah. oh, that sucks. But did you learn your lesson? Let's get you back up. Yeah, and karma's a bitch, and she will definitely keep showing oh, yeah. up. You know, <laughs> but it's just like we live in this like really, really weird place where we just can't communicate that and it's like zero, zero to 60 we live in instant gratification and that's like the scariest thing about like where i see a lot of these kids going is that like one they've had too much information you know driven into their brains already at a very young age but the truth is is that like with apps they've streamlined a lot of things but at the same time to me it's like this is such a huge opportunity to take that back and aware um i'm very vocal with the fact that like hope for the day is my life and mm-hmm. like I want people to integrate that. I want people to be a part of it. Um, but at the same time, like if you get in my way, like I was saying earlier, you're like stepping over everything. I'm like, sorry. I mean, that's what you got to do. You got to recognize that you're here for a reason. You're born with these certain things. Just own that shit. So, you know what? Like, go out and do you. If you want, start your own ramen restaurant. Or That's wild. You know, like, why not? 
I, uh, I just realized I haven't really eaten anything today, and I'm like, but yeah, shifting gears. So shifting I'm like, gears a little bit. I don't want to. Um, I don't want to start drooling over the mic. Oh right. man. Uh, I I want to talk a little bit about like kind of uh, how you know there's there's been a lot of very prominent uh, people who have committed suicide lately. Completed. Um, completed yes. suicide. Yeah. Got to educate them. Um, it's all good. Boo. Sure. Sure. Uh, yeah. So there's been a lot of that. There's been a lot of um, you know I don't think that. Uh, just as re- recently, Mac Miller passed uh, uh, away. feet, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, so sad. And you know, a lot of people are talking about it more as a an overdose issue, uh, as opposed to, in in my mind, it's a mental health issue. It's a issue that somebody was suffering. Somebody, yeah, totally. just was taking. Drugs, I mean, so drug addiction not- is now is classifiable as a mental illness. Yes, exactly. And, I think that, you know, one of the one of the reasons I wanted to have you on, one of the reasons I want to talk to you is because of the educational aspect of it, where the media is talking about it as mm-hmm. drug issues and we need to stop uh, drug issues. And it's like, but this isn't really drugs are not the drugs are more of like what happened to the person to to help complete the suicide yeah. in my mind. It's like, that's how no, absolutely. Mac Miller chose to kill himself with drugs. Yeah. Whether he wanted to do it or not, he was like weakening the pain, you know, that like he's going through. And that's why I, I tell people we probably work with the alcohol industry is because like my uncle drank himself to death. He drank a bottle of Delmore scotch every fucking day. And one day it was just, you know, enough was enough. And, and it was all driven by a lot of things. And like a lot of things that are, we, 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 we don't realize that like, in our DNA and like in our, 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 just our genetics, you know, like we don't have to be sad to be depressed. We can be born with depression and not realize it. Right. But when it comes to like these other like topics, like the opiate crisis, which is a fucking tragedy, right? Mm-hmm. That's mental health, you know? And I don't, I don't necessarily want to chalk that up and say, Oh, that's a suicide. But the other day you want to, because you're like, well, why? Like what, what happened? Like, where did it go? And like, cause unless it was like a, a freak accident, like, Homeboy was at a party and someone threw someone in his drink and he right. like accident, you know didn't know or like he he was smoking weed and it was laced with something and he didn't know and he had like an underlying heart condition or yeah. something you know something that's like very like right. oh my god like that is the most extreme case but 100%. it happened unfortunately yeah. no hundred percent I think that it just like we as a society like choose to like uh, compartmentalize things where like we don't need to you know that's why like I tell people it doesn't matter if you're part of the gay community whether you're an active duty or you're a veteran. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether you're, you know, black, purple, or blue, it does not fucking matter. Like, mental health, like, does not discriminate. Suicide does not discriminate. But suicide is the, it is legit the the thing that is 100% uh, preventable. And it's so important that we realize that, but it's, like, about getting in front of that and early prevention. And what we have to talk about in the music industry and in the entertainment industry as a whole is that there's a bunch of yes men around and people that don't know how to say no to these people when they need to be told no. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I don't want them to get mad at me. And it's like... You think Mac Miller would get mad at you if you fucking told him to like chill out or you cared about him? No, I, you know, wouldn't have been an issue. Um, but we like to isolate these things and we'll say, you know, it's like it's like the eight nineteen eighties, like when Reagan was like the war on drugs. Like, well, it, it's <laughs> yeah. like that. That's great. You know, we have fucking Donald Dickhead Trump in the fucking office right now saying the same things. And it's like where like I understand that these are issues, but it's like. You know, there's a lot of issues that are, you know, touched on like gun control. Yeah. Okay. Gun violence. Great. Great topic. But, you know, if it's not funded by the fucking NRA or some like government institution that's like trying to figure out how to make money on it, 
you know, they're not going to do shit about it. Right. Like, I, mean, these, I mean, here, Rahm wow. Emanuel closed a bunch of mental health institutions. Yeah. 19 to 4. It's like, in my mind, every issue is sort of like a reaction to, you know, I've... In, I've been thinking a lot on it lately, just with all of these stories and right. news and thinking about how mental health kind of relates to a lot of them yeah. and how we're not really attacking the underlying issue. We're sort of looking at what the, the symptoms of Band-Aids it yes. So we're not looking at the disease. We're looking at the symptoms. Right. Gun control is a reaction to the fact that we have a lot of guns. But why do we have a lot of guns? What is the... What is the impetus for a person to own a gun? What's the purpose for that person to right. use a gun? Uh, what is the impetus for somebody to use drugs? Yeah. Why are we trying to say, let's get rid of drugs, let's outlaw drugs, let's prevent people from being able to get drugs, as opposed <coughs> to looking at the reason why people want drugs in the first right. place? You know, and now we're in the state of Illinois, we're like, they're like, oh, you can smoke medical marijuana instead of taking, you know, pharmaceuticals. And like, that's great. Like, do your thing. But at the same time, it's like, why? Why are we just getting to the point where we can have that conversation? Like, why can't right. why why was it for so long that like weed was classified as like you know all these other really harmful drugs? Um, and it's just because of our government and all this other shit. But like the thing is, is like you look at like places like Colorado that has a massive uh, suicide issue. They almost also have a massive opioid crisis. Well, guess what? They legalized weed. What went down? The opioid crisis. Suicide, not so much, but. It's still like unfortunately one of the highest states in uh, the United States that it does have uh, you know more completions than they should. But like at the end of the day, it's like we uh, we we look at this and we go, oh my god, this is an issue, and we talk about it, and then it becomes a flash in the pan. I mean, look at things like we like look at all the campaigns like that have been that have go on, and it's like it's a flash in the pan. It's a movement for like that month where I tell people like I don't give a shit. Like, we need to talk about mental health on the good days and the bad days, right? So it's like, we need to stop. We got to take it back. But everyone's just like, they're like, oh, well, my kid died from an, uh, an opiate overdose. And it's like, no, your kid died from a mental health issue. But he was using opiates, you know, to help. To like, alleviate it and to help, it, you know? like, treat it. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, you know, that's just the way that our society is, you know, and we don't want to touch the core of the issue. And again, it's like... We need to, we do need to handle the symptoms. I mean, when you get sick, you do take, you know, Dayquil to sort of like resilience okay, stuff yes. you know. Yeah. But Funny resiliency. It's but about each, each part of the issue. So yeah. obviously you have to stop these sort of things, but you also have to look at the root issue. And, you know. Right now, like where I'm focusing a lot of our, you know, investing our time and energy and money is into, you know, early childhood development education. Because it's like, I look at like the education we provide right now is predominantly to like older demographic, like yeah. 18, 18 or older. And like where these people are jaded, they've had their heart broken, they've had these, all these things that go on. And like, and, and I don't mean to say like they're jaded in a bad way. It's just like they've been through some shit and they've also been told how to feel and all these other things where like, if you want to like bring like real institutional change, you got to go into the youth. But at right. the same time, you got to educate the, kid, the parents and everyone up top just to kind of bridge that gap. Exactly. You know, because we, we can't control what our parents have been told by our grandparents and everyone else. It's just like we can only try to get to a place where we both understand. And that's like everything. Yeah. It's just understanding things. And it all comes down to communication. You know, communi- communication is like totally key. Yes. You know, it really is. Um, but I just think that like we don't get to the place where we feel that we, we are really um, able to speak up, right? Because of social media and stuff like that, where you got to realize that like the idea of hope for the day came from like with this one thing and you can do whatever the fuck you want with your life. 
but just keep doing it and keep going and growing and growing and growing and growing. And even if it's like something that like, it's not your job, but it's like something you're doing, like let it be you and let it be what you stand, you stand for. Because there's like people who speak up about the things that they, you know, are, are passionate about. Right. Yeah. Well that also on the other side of the coin, that means you have to speak up against the shit you're not about. And you have to fight against that shit right. where people forget that side. And they're like, well, you know, I really cared about this issue. I'm like, did you see the other side of the coin? They're like, no. And I'm like, well, that's that's the issue. And the thing is, too, you need to educate yourself on the other side of Absolutely. the issue as well. You can't just go in and being like, I know everything on my side. Okay, cool. But what happens when they counter back your argument and you're like, uh, I don't know what to do. No, then, absolutely. You, then you're done. You're and, out. And you know, like for me, like religion is a very interesting topic. Like I try not to offend people by telling them like, I'm not like, I don't really like don't having that conversation, you know? Yeah. Um, because I'm like, ah, religion's like your thing. Like do your thing. Like if you don't believe, keep doing your thing. If you believe, keep doing your thing. Yeah. Right. Um, Cause I, I just try to tell people, I'm like, I'm basically like a Freemason, like politics and religion. Like, let's just like not talk about it because we're not going to get anywhere with that. But if we talk about like what, how, you know, what drives us into our communities and like our mindset and like how we do our like, everything in our everyday lives and why we do it, then like you're able to like have some ground to stand on. And I think that like if we just understood as a society that the more we talk about things, the more we'll like raise the visibility of these issues, mm-hmm. we can start creating certain ways to combat those issues and if we start looking at them as like how do we create more linear approach where it's like this is the underlying topic and then we start seeing all the like the segments to it like we're going to start to understand so many people and like where i feel that like my biggest payoff for hope for the day like starting hope for the day is i truly be like got to a place where i understood people and why they did things and why they like why we don't treat ourselves right why we don't treat each other you know each other right um but i also give gave a lot of people grace and that's why I think I don't got too much junk in my trunk. Um, but, you know, it's just it's just it's the communication factor. And it's like if you care about something, speak up about it. But understand that you're going to have to educate yourself because we have to understand that, like the world is a big place. And there's so many like really cool things that we can think about. And like we're better off thinking together than trying to like think on our own and then going and starting something and then realizing it's a lot of effort. And then all of a sudden you're like, well, I don't want to do that anymore. Because like if I stopped hope for the day, like... I couldn't shut the organization down. I would never be able to do that because I would be like, I just turned my back on everyone we serve. And like, for me, that's why we serve. You know, I take the pain in my heart and I put it back out there to the world um, from the pain that, you know, of like losing people and understanding that people are constantly in this place where they just can't be who they want to be. And that's sad to me. But at the same time, it's like, I'd rather be the white elf in the room and speak my mind so other people can speak theirs as well mm-hmm. when I leave. And, and, and it's not, you know, about me, but I, I, I you know, if I ever did that, like, I would have a real problem because I'd be like, you just fucking bullshit these people for all these years, you know? Because, like, you got to take the good with the bad. Right. And when the going gets tough, that's when people fucking quit. Uh, I literally want everyone to feel welcome to the organization um, because that's what, you know, we're, we're doing here. We're, we're allowing people to get involved. Um, and I always want people to reach out and ask how they can get further involved because it's so important. But, um, you know, the thing about me is that I just wish that people understood that if you want to do something, it starts with educating yourself and getting involved. And if that means that you want to get involved with Hope for the Day, I'm going to first, first thing we're going to ask is, how's your life been impacted? Because we want you to be able to tell that story because you should never be hesitant about that. But also, we as human beings need to understand that we need each other. And yes. that requires us talking. So if you're ever in a place where you're, you know, feel in some type of way that you want to harm yourself or, you, you know, you're looking for help, you can always go to hft.org. You can Google hope for the day. Um, but if 
you're in a really bad place, the best thing you could do is, uh, or if your friend or a family member is in a bad place, is call 911 um, because it's so important. But also when you tell them that, tell them it's a mental health crisis and on a non-violent uh, right. issue because then um, if your friend has like harmed themselves or anything like that, like an ambulance shows up well as well, you know, which is really important, especially being in the city of Chicago where uh, we have a lot of uh, shoot first, ask questions later yeah. type thing. Um, and you know, I have, my heart goes out to the police as well, but like, it's just like, we're so much better together and I, the door's always open. So I invite people to get involved and, um, pay attention to what's going on here in Chicago. Cause a lot of volunteer opportunities here, but at the same time, like if you have an opportunity, like let's take, <clears throat> you know, take full advantage of it and go and run with it and just do the damn thing, the right thing. But Everyone's welcome to it because at the end of the day, we're in this together. Uh, and as cheesy as that is, it's very true. And I, I make sure that that message resonates every single day. So it's important. But, you know, fuck it. Why not? <laughs> right? Yeah. Exactly. No, I, love, uh, I love the community you've built. I love uh, this coffee shop. Yeah. I love everything. You know, you've been uh, all over my Facebook feed with, uh, <laughs> with NBC and Megyn Kelly. Yeah, that was yeah. awesome. Uh, I o- saw that and I was like, that's o- amazing. The Obama Foundation? Was yeah, that- the Obama yeah. Foundation. Uh, they dropped a video yesterday. And, um, you know, it's it's really cool. And it's like, you know, I just go back to like these days where it was like really hard for me to feel like we were going to ever be able to do anything as an organization because mental health is the most underfunded uh, disease mm-hmm. out there. And um, also when it comes to like grants and opportunity and you know, people want to know, like, where's your impact? Um, and legit, for one of the TV segments, they asked me, so Johnny, how many people have you saved? I literally just said, go fuck you. <laughs> I go, how many people have I saved? I go, what do you think I'm, like, adding some notches on my belt? So this is what I can tell you. I have, I have literally given speeches in front of over millions of people. Uh, and I, the last thing I did was say, this is about me. It's about we. And... Uh, the more that you just like keep your eyes open and speak up when you need to, like you can, like you can make so much change. And even if it's like you see someone having a bad day, just saying, Hey, how are you doing? Literally could be the difference between if they're going to go home that night and fucking kill themselves or not. And just think about that. Right. Think about that. No. Take yourself out of the situation and be like, right now I'm looking out for you and be that support. And and then the biggest thing that I always tell people is learn to listen non-judgmentally and truly listen because as we are in a society that we think we know everything, we got to realize we fucking don't. Right. And I think also if, you know, there have been instances I know um, with some things that have happened personally within my life where people have gone and talked to somebody and as much as they can help, that person unfortunately ultimately does commit suicide. And it's like, you also, you do have to, (laughs) you know, tell people that like that's not, you know, you tried to help them as much as you yeah. can. Like, yeah. It is not your fault. Right. No. And, that, and that's why I say take that pain and, and give yourself some grace and go do something good with it. And that's telling your story as scary as that is. And I, I'm very quick and I'm like, well, this is not a little kiddie pool of sadness. Like get the fuck out of it. Like we have to learn from this because guess what? As we are talking, someone's thinking about taking their life right now. Yeah. So let's just do that. Okay. Let's just, let's just talk about it and speak up about it and and if you need to learn how to talk about these things you can learn it on our website pay attention to our social media um but the coolest thing about all this press we've been receiving is that it just was like a, a moment of like oh, cool but i'm i'm 
I'll tell you right, like we've accomplished ten percent of what I want to accomplish. Maybe ten percent, and that's fucking. <laughs> that's that's being a little heavy on the scale right now. Yeah. So I I just and 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 the thing for me is that like I just love working with other people, and the more that you bring fucking cool people in your world to do fucking rad shit with, you are gonna do fucking rad shit because this coffee shop wouldn't be at all reality without Dark Matter Coffee. This re- this coffee shop wouldn't be a reality with all these people right next to us mm-hmm. that are listed here that gave, you know, like this wasn't funded out of like some big grant. This was literally me asking people, hey, if you can donate five bucks, that's awesome. If you can donate 10 bucks, that's awesome. But if you can donate one buck, that's fucking even cooler. Like, I appreciate that. It's my favorite thing. And it's like, I think it's like a beautiful way to end the segment is that we have to show appreciation yeah. to ourselves and to everyone else. Um, because if you don't, you'll never value things. And like my biggest thing is that when we do events and we have like a bunch of singles, yeah, like, I want to count the fucking singles. I'm like, listen, if you don't fucking value that, like I do, then one, I don't think you should be like in this room right, right now. I mean, and the only way you can kind of equate it to some people who are like that, be like, imagine if that was your tips for the day, yeah. you would definitely be like, I'm going to count all these. What a great campaign. Anyways. Um, <laughs> tips know, for the yeah. day. No, but I, it's, it's the truth. And you have to value those things and you have to value the people around you. And if you walk through this world thinking that it's, it's just about you, it will be a sad day in fucking hell. And I I just, I, I try to say thank you. I try to tell people I love them all the time. Um, and, you know, it's just important because you never know that can go so far for someone. Right. And uh, especially, you know, I, I obviously I preach about like my parents and everything, but like if you got people in your life that give a fuck about you, let them know because it's so important because one day you're going to get a phone call to that person's out there and you're going to be able to say thanks. And that's, fucked up for some people you know and i know because like some of those people are my friends who've you know maybe disrespected their parents and they just thought like well fuck you i'll go do my own thing and then one day you haven't talked to your mom in a while but you know she passed and it's like what you know and life life's happening so quick so i always say focus on your process if you're gonna fucking you know suck the social media fucking life out of you do it for 20 minutes at most a day and do it in your afternoon so it doesn't occupy your morning nor your evening and just take care of yourself because at the end of the day, you're the only one that can do that. And if you don't do that, it's not going to pick. It's not, it's not good, but you know what? You can. And that's the cool thing. You can start over every day. It's like a fucking hardcore song. <laughs> and that's a beautiful fucking thing. So just do it. And if you need any help, just holler at us. Cause that's what we're here to do. That's awesome. Awesome. Johnny, thank you so much for talking to us hey. today. This yeah, this been... was a very interesting and very informative conversation. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's been rad. Let's do it again. Yes. For sure. Uh, we will definitely see you at uh, Rye Fest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, well. Oh, yeah. Maybe. That's a, that's a political thing, but you'll see me for sure. Okay, gotcha. cool. <laughs> or you might hear me from stage, but. Oh, okay. <laughs> even better. But yeah. Uh, we'll put all the information in the show notes for how people can yeah. get involved and find you. Um, yeah. Thanks again. Hope for the day. Yes. Sip thank you. Yeah. Love you. And uh, now we just sort of wave awkwardly to the camera. Bye. No, you're going to dab. Dab. <laughs> <laughs>